Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Lahul Hamdul Hassan Wa Thana'ul Jameel Wa Ashadu An La Ilaha Illallah Wahdahu La Sharika Lah Wa Ashadu Anna Sayyidina Wa Nabiyana Muhammad Sallallahu Alayhi Wa Sallam Wa Ala Alihi Wa Ashabihi Wa Tabi'ina Lahum Bi Ihsanin Ila Yawm Al-Din Amma Ba'd Can everyone hear me? Inshallah Ta'ala Can everyone hear me? Is my voice clear? Okay. We're in the explanation of the kitab, Risalatul um, Latifa by Sheikh Abdul Rahman Nasr al-Saudi, rahimahullah. Um, Today we're going to go to the third chapter, inshallah ta'ala. Uh, in this chapter, I'm going to, inshallah ta'ala, go through a very important point that the author, rahimahullah, brings. So let's read it, inshallah ta'ala. The author, rahimahullah, he says, Al-Allama Abdul Rahman Nasr Al-Saudiyu, he says, Al-Adillatu allati yustamaddu minha al-fiqhu arba'atun. The evidences... Uh, is in fiqh is taken from four places. So, in fiqh, the evidences are taken from four sources. So we have four sources, which are where we take our fiqh from. Al Kitabu, the book of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, was Sunnatu, and the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We're going to take those, each one in details. What is the kitab? What is the sunnah? We're going to take it, inshallah ta'ala. But the author says, evidences uh, is taken from four places. So, let me write this down. Um, So that the evidences, the adillah in which fiqh is taken from is four. The author mentions them. Okay? Al-Kitabu and As-Sunnah. The Kitab and the Sunnah. And these two, Huma, as the author said, they are both what? Hum al-aslu. They are the foundation. The kitab of Allah Azza wa Jalla and the sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu are the asl. asl. Okay? They are, are the asl. There's, a, there's a, two other evidences which are, um, are built upon these two. And what are those two? Those two, Al-Ijma' and Al-Qiyas, Al-Qiyas al-Sahih. Al-Qiyas al-Sahih. These two are the foundation, and these two are built on these two. Okay? They are what? Built upon these two. So the Ijma' is taken from the Quran and the Sunnah, and the Qiyas is taken from the Quran and the Sunnah. Okay? That's 
what the author is mentioning in this chapter. Does everyone understand? Does everyone understand? So all I've written on the board is Al-Adillah Al-Lati Yustamaddu Min Al-Fiqh Which is what the author said Is, is what the author said Al-Adillah Al-Adillatu Al-Lati Yustamaddu Min Al-Fiqh Arba'atun Four Al-Kitabu Wa-Sunnah Wa-Huma Al-Aslu Al-Lati Khutiba Biha Al-Mukallafuna Wa-Mbana Deenuhum Alayhi Wa-Lijma'u Wa-Al-Qiyasu Al-Sahihu Wa-Huma Mustanadani Ila Al-Kitabu Wa-Sunnati that's important that we understand that. فَالْفِقُّ مِنْ أَوَّلِهِ إِلَىٰ آخِرِهِ لَا يَخْرُجُ عَنْ هَذِهِ الْأُصُولِ الْأَرْبَعَةِ وَأَكْثَرُ الْأَحْكَامِ الْمُهِمَّةِ تَجْتَمِعُ عَلَيْهَا الْأَدِلَّةُ الْأَرْبَعَةِ تَدُلُّ عَلَيْهَا النُصُوصُ الْكِتَابِ وَالسُنَّةِ وَيُجْمَعُ عَلَيْهَا الْعُلَمَاءُ وَيَدُلُّ عَلَيْهَا الْقِيَاسُ الصَّحِيحُ لِمَا فِيهَا مِنَ الْمَنَافِعِ وَالْمَصَالِحِ إِن كَانَتْ مَأْمُورًا بِهَا وَمِنَ الْمَضَارِّ إِن كَانَتْ مَنْهِيًا عَنْهَا وَالْقَلِيلُ مِنَ الْأَحْكَامِ يَتَنَازَعُ فِيهَا الْعُلَمَاءُ وَأَقْرَبُهُمْ إِلَى الصَّوَابِ فِيهَا مَنْ أَحْسَنَ رَدَّهَا إِلَى هَذِهِ الْأُصُولِ الْأَرْبَعَةِ So the author mentions something which is this is the delil. This is the delil. The delil is the Quran and the Sunnah and the Ijma' and the Qiyas al-Sahih. Okay? And this is by the way fiqh. In Aqeedah there's no Qiyas. Aqeedah there's no Qiyas. Okay? Aqeedah is only Al-Quran and Al-Sunnah and Al-Ijma' of the Ummah. Like in, there is no Qiyas in Aqeedah. You don't do analogy in Aqeedah. So understand that. But what we're talking about is the evidences in, uh, in Al-Fiqh. The author mentions something very important and very great, which is the Al-Hakam, which is jurisprudent rulings, the scholars, they have one of two. Either ijma' or ikhtilaf. Sah? Ijma' means they all agree. Or ikhtilaf, they all differ in the ahkam. Okay? The ummah, when they have a difference, and they differ, it's because of the way that the evidences was applied. Okay? The khilaf that comes is because of one of two reasons. If batu dalil, ama fahmu dalil. Establishing the evidence or understanding and comprehending the evidence. Okay? So establishing establishing the evidence Comprehension of the evidence. Okay? That's the two. If you ever see there's a khilaf amongst the ulama in a matter, it's either because of the establishing of the evidence or it's the comprehension of the evidence. Does that make sense? Does everybody understand? Are we all on the same page? Does everyone here so far understand what I've written?
the author is now going to go into this in details. I just want you to understand it. A lot of examples are going to come. A lot of discussions are already going to come. Um, because the author, rahimahullah, he's going to speak about the kitab and the sunnah, each one, and then the ijma' by itself, and then the qiyas. Each one has a chapter. But for now, you just have to understand this much. Okay? Because if I say more, I'm going to, have to, re- I'm going to be speaking about it uh, soon anyways. I'm going to be speaking about it soon anyways. But if you've understood this so far, we can move forward and then we'll explain it more inshallah ta'ala. Does that make sense? Okay. Everyone, if you've got the book inshallah ta'ala, go to the next chapter. The author rahimahullah now goes into the kitab and the sunnah. He goes into the what? He now goes into the al-kitabu and the sunnah. He says, أَمَّا الْكِتَابُ فَهُوَ هَذَا الْقُرْآنُ الْعَظِيمُ كَلَامُ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ نَزَلَ بِهِ الرُّوحُ الْأَمِينُ عَلَى قَلْبِ مُحَمَّدٍ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ لِيَكُونَ مِنَ الْمُنْذِرِينَ بِلِسَانٍ عَرَبِيٍّ مُبِينٍ لِلنَّاسِ كَافَةٍ فِي كُلِّ مَا يَحْتَاجُونَ إِلَيْهِ مِنْ مَصَالِحِ دِينِهِمْ وَدُنْيَاهُمْ وَهُوَ الْمَقْرُوءُ بِالْأَلْسِنَةِ الْمَكْتُوبُ فِي الْمَصَاحِفِ الْمَحْفُوظُ فِي الصُّدُورِ الَّذِي لَا يَأْتِيهِ الْبَاطِلُ مِنْ بَيْنِ يَدَيْهِ وَلَا مِنْ خَلْفِهِ تَنْزِيلٌ مِنْ حَكِيمٍ حَمِيدٍ وَأَمَّا السُّنَّةُ فَإِنَّهَا أَقْوَالُ النَّبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ وَأَفْعَالُهُ وَتَقْرِيرَاتُهُ عَلَى الْأَقْوَالِ وَالْأَفْعَالِ The author, rahimahullah, he now goes into what is the Qur'an and what is the Sunnah? What is the Kitab and what is the Sunnah? Okay? The author, he goes into what is the Kitab and what is the Sunnah? He says, As for the book, meaning the Qur'an, we're going to go in each one now. So in this chapter, he's going to talk about both of these. And then he's going to go to the ijma' and then the qiyas, and then, and then we're going to go to issues. Okay? So the uh, kitab, what is it? What is this kitab that we have? The kitab it means the Qur'an, the glorious Qur'an. Kalamu Rabbil Alameen, the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then the Qur'an is what? The Qur'an is the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is the speech of Allah. That's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said in the Qur'an, وَإِنْ أَحَدٌ مِنَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ اسْتَجَارَكَ فَأَجِرْهُ حَتَّى يَسْمَعَ كَلَامَ اللَّهِ ثُمَّ أَبْلِغْهُ مَأْمَنَهُ so Allah referred to the Qur'an as a what? Allah referred to the Qur'an as His words. Surah At-Tawbah, Ayah 6. Allah referred to the Qur'an as a what? As His speech. He said, وَإِنْ أَحَدٌ مِنَ الْمُشْرِكِينَ اسْتَجَارَكَ فَأَجِرْهُ حَتَّى يَسْمَعَ كَلَامَ اللَّهِ Until he hears the speech of Allah. In another ayah, Allah says, يَسْمَعُونَ كَلَامَ اللَّهِ ثُمَّ يُحَرِّفُونَ مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا عَقَلُوهُ وَهُمْ يَعْلَمُونَ They hear the speech of Allah. So the Qur'an is the speech of Allah. نَزَلَ بِهِ الرُّوحُ الْأَمِينَ Jibreel came down with it. Jibreel, he came down with the Qur'an. نَزَلَ بِهِ الرُّوحُ الْأَمِينَ Jibreel came down with it. To who? عَلَى قَلْبِ مُحَمَّدٍ To the heart of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. And this is the ayah. Um, وَإِنَّهُ لَتَنْزِيلُ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ نَزَلَ بِهِ الرُّوحُ الْأَمِينَ عَلَى قَلْبِكَ لِتَكُونَ مِنَ الْمُنْذِرِينَ بِلِسَانٍ عَرَبِيٍّ مُبِينٍ The author took it from the ayah. The Qur'an came down from Allah. It came down through the intermediary of Al-Jibreel, of the angel Jibreel, and it was placed in the heart of the Prophet Sallallahu and the Qur'an came down in the Arabic language. And it has come down for everybody. The Qur'an, it contains inside it all of the things that mankind need. In their worldly affairs and in their hereafter affairs. And then that's what the author said about the Qur'an. 
Is everybody with me so far? I'm only explaining what the author said. So if you have the PDF, look at it, inshallah ta'ala. Look at it. The Quran is what's recited on the tongue. And it's written in the Mus'haf. And it is kept in the chest. This is the, de- this is the definition of the author rahimahullah, uh, about the Quran. No falsehood coming, can come into contact with the Quran. The Quran will debunk all falsehood and misconceptions and uh, misguidance. تَنزِيلٌ The Qur'an has come down مِنْ حَكِيمٍ حميد. It has come down from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala The wise and the praised one subhanahu wa ta'ala So now we understood according to the definition We've understood what Al-Kitab is That's what the author told us He told us what Al-Kitab is So we know Al-Kitab now we're going to go into the second one, which is Sunnah. We're going to go to Sunnah. He said, وَأَمَّا السُّنَّةِ As for the Sunnah. فَإِنَّهَا أَقْوَالُ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَمَ The Sunnah is the speech of the Prophet صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَمَ Number one. وَأَفْعَالُهُ And the second thing is, it's the Prophet's actions. وَتَقْرِرَاتُهُ And his consent. The things that he approved of. And the things that he consented to, alayhi salatu wasalam, Those are considered to be the sunnah. So, we now know what the kitab is. We know what the sunnah is. Are we all together? Is everyone with me so far? Yeah. Is everyone with me so far? Now the author is going to go into one of the hardest, but inshallah ta'ala is not going to be complicated. He's going to now go into how our rulings derived, extracted from the Qur'an and the Sunnah. Okay? The author, rahimahullah, he's speaking about the kitab and the sunnah. Al-kitab was sunnah. We know what the kitab means and we know what the sunnah means. The author, rahimahullah, already told us. He told us what the kitab is. He said it's the glorious Qur'an. He said it's the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He told us Jibreel came down with it. So the first one is, it's the speech of Allah. Jibreel came down with it. Number three, it was set. It was sent to the Prophet's heart, alayhi salatu salam. Number three. Number four, so it can be a warning to the people. Number five, in the Arabic language, it came down. Number six, in it is the salvation and the prosperity and the success of all creation. Their worldly success and their hereafter success. These are the six points that the author, rahimahullah, mentioned regarding the kitab. As for the sunnah, 
He mentioned that it's the speech of the Prophet. He mentioned it's the action of the Prophet. He also mentioned that it's the approval of the Prophet alayhi salatu wasalam. Are we all together? Am I making sense? Am I making sense? Very good. Now what the author rahimahullah does is he goes into the wadalalatihima. The Quran and the Sunnah, how do we extract things from it? We have the Quran, we have the Sunnah. How do I now extract things from it? Okay? Ama, in simple terms, how does the Quran and the Sunnah indicate? How does it show me rulings? How does the Quran and the Sunnah show me that I have to do this? Or how does it show me that I, I can't do this? Or I'm allowed to do it if I want to? Or is this like for me to do it? Yani how does the Quran and the Sunnah do that? Is that understood, this point I'm saying? Is it, is it making sense? Is it making sense? How does the Quran and the Sunnah uh, give us rulings? How does the Quran and the Sunnah give us rulings? That's what, that's what it means. How does the Quran and the Sunnah show the ahkam al-shari'ah? It's very important. After you've learned what the Quran and the Sunnah are, how does the Quran and the Sunnah show us the Ahkam al-Shari'ah? Now, you all know what the Ahkam al-Shari'ah is. Ahkam al-Shari'ah is wajib, mahdur, yani haram, makruh, mubah. Yani you know it, the Ahkam al-Shari'ah, what they are. How does the Quran and the Sunnah show us? Yani I'm reading the ayah, I'm reading the hadith. How does it show us? The author is now going to go into it, inshallah ta'ala. Okay? He's going to now, he's now going to go into it. How does it show us? So the first one is, um, the way it shows us that is number one, and then number two, and then number three, and then number four, and then number five. We're going to go through each one. The first one, the author, rahimahullah, he said, تَارَةً تُؤْخَذُ مِنْ نَصِّ الْكِتَابِ وَالسُنَّةِ وَهُوَ اللَّفْظُ الْوَاضِحُ الَّذِي لَا يَحْتَمِلُ إِلَّا ذَلِكَ الْمَعْنَى okay. The first one is النَّصُّ النَّصُّ What does النَّصُّ mean? It means um, explicit It's explicit. Yani, it's like the ayah, Tilka asharatun kamila. Tilka asharatun kamila. Yani, the ayah, when you read it, Tilka asharatun kamila. When you read Tilka asharatun kamila, what is it that you take from the ayah? You take it from the ayah that is ten. Ten with Tilka asharatun kamila. The ten which are complete. Yani there is no other interpretation. It's explicit. It is clear. So some verses are like that. From the Quran and the Sunnah. They are explicit. Those ones, the scholars of Usulul Fiqh, they call it Nas. What do they call it? They call it Nas. Like, قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدْ قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدْ يعني قُلْ هُوَ اللَّهُ أَحَدْ What else can you understand from it? What else can you understand? Nothing. Allah is one. There is no other interpretation. There is no other way that you can understand. I mean, no other meaning that you can take from that. This is the first type. 
and that is referred to as Nas. Does that make sense? Am I making sense? Yeah. Am I making sense? Okay. Those ones, there's no disputes. Like generally, there's no dispute. It's clear, it's crystal clear, class. There's no dispute. The second way the author mentions is the second one is um, it's Zahir. It's Zahir. What does it mean, Zahir? It means So it's Zahir. Al-Zahir. Um, apparent. Al-Zahir means apparent. Okay? Al-Zahir means apparent. Yani, the ruling is taken. The ruling is taken. So Yani. This, the ruling was taken 100% from it. 100%. This was 100%. This one is about 70%. It shows... It shows the ruling 70%. It's not, it's apparent. But it's not 100%. Does that make sense? Yeah? Does everyone understand that one? Yeah? Okay, I'll give an example for Zahir. The Prophet wasallam, he said... Alayhi salatu wasalam, he said, Ta wadda'u. The Prophet said, Ta wadda'u min luhumil ibili. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasalam, he said, Ta wadda'u. Ama ta wadda'. Let's use the wording of the hadith. The Prophet said, Tawadda, do wudu. Okay? The Prophet said, Tawadda, do wudu, min luhumil ibili. From the what? From the camel meat. Tawadda, do wudu, min luhumil ibili. And then Tawadda is a command, and the command of the Prophet shows us obligation. So this is the hukum we take from it. Correct? Is everyone with me so far? Is everyone with me? Yeah. Is everyone with me? Yani here we have a hadith of the Prophet. The hadith is Sahih Muslim. It's in Hadith Sahih Muslim. The Prophet said, Tawadda. Tawadda is a command. Do wudu from the camel meat. So I've, I've extracted. A ruling from the hadith that it's obligatory that I have to do wudu from the camel meat. How did I know it was obligatory? Because the Prophet commanded. He said, Tawadda, Tawadda, do wudu min ibili. Okay, are we all together? So, this is how we extracted the ruling from it. Now, this ruling that I extracted from it. Is it nas, a hundred percent, that the Prophet commanded us to do wudu, or is it zahir? 
it is zahir. How is it zahir? Because the word tawadda comes from the word wudu. Sah? It comes from the word wudu. The wudu has two meanings. It means ghaslu al a'da. Wash your limbs. Like the wudu, you know. Or it can just be a nadafa. There's a meaning in the Arabic language that the Arabs used to use the word wudu as to just clean yourself and purify yourself. Okay? Islam came, took the word, and it gave it another meaning. Okay? It gave it what? Another meaning. It gave it uh, another understanding. So, we'll say that 70, 80, even 90%, the word wudu here, no other meaning will come to a person's mind other than the wudu shar'i. But you cannot dismiss that there's still in, the, in there the old usage of the Arabs, which meant mujarradin nadafa, mere purification. Does that make sense? Yeah. Are we all together? Have I made sense here? Ha. Very good. That's the second we're in there. Al-Zahir. Apparent. The author then, rahimahullah, he says, Okay, now I want to say something before I move on. This 80%, so 70%, 80%, 90%, maybe even 60%, okay? So let's say it's 70%. How much is missing from the 70%? How much is missing? How much is missing? I want you to engage with me. So there's 30% missing, right? Okay? Can everybody engage, inshallah ta'ala? So 70, 30 is missing, right? That 30% is what's called a ta'wil. Ta'wil. Have you guys ever heard of it before? That 30% is what's called a ta'wil, interpretation. Yani he's doing ta'wil of the ayah. Are we all together? Are we all together? Let me give you a, a, a more understanding example. Somebody says to you, Ra'aytu Asadan. Ra'aytu Asadan. I saw a lion. Okay? Someone says to you, Ra'aytu, I saw Asadan, a lion. Now, this lion, 70, so 60, or 70, or 80, or 90. Yeah. It, it, it can mean, it's actually 90%, right? Here, 90%, it means what? 90%, let's even say 90%. 90%, it means al-haywan al-muftaris. It means a lion. صح? The king of the jungle. It means a what? The lion. Are we all together? Okay, I want you to understand this one. This ra'aytu asadan. How did you benefit from this statement that it's a lion? Is it a nas or is it a rahir? That this is a lion. Um, the, 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 the lion Is it nas or is it vahir That it means lion Is it one or two Just write number, the numbers if you want Is it number one or is it number two Here Some people are saying it's nas Ra'aytu asadan Some people are saying it's 100% 
No, it's not. Because the word ra'aytu asad and the word asad, it's it's mushtarak. It has more than one usage. It can mean a lion, and it can mean a uh, brave person. Are we all together? The thing that comes to the mind is the 90% is a lion. Lakin, there's that 10% that it can mean a brave person. When do we say that that 10%, that 10% becomes a 90% and that becomes 90%? Now, ra'aytu asadan. It being a lion is the 90% and the 10% is the brave. Like if I add one word here, يخطبو. يخطبو. I saw a lion doing khutbah. What happened now? It flipped. Okay. What happened? It flipped. This took the 90%. And this is 10%. Sah? Does that make sense, everybody? Am I making sense? Yakhtubu means doing khutbah. Does that make sense? Here, this one becomes a ta'weed. Sorry, this, sorry, sorry, this is the ta'weel. And this is a zahir. The zahir became low this time, and the mu'awwal, the mu'awwal, the ta'weel took 90%. Are we all together? Am I making sense? Okay? And that's the same with the Quran and the Sunnah. That's the same with the Quran and Sunnah. Some text, 100%. Okay? And some texts, no. It's zahir, it's apparent, you're right. Al mutabadhiru ila dhihni. The thing that runs to the mind first is this, you're right. But there is a dis- there, some scholars are going to open discussion on it. Are we all together? That's the second type, which is al-dahir. Okay. Good. The author then says. He says, وَتَارَةً تُؤْخَذُ مِنَ الْمَنْطُوقِ وَمَدَلْ عَلَى الْحُكْمِ فِي مَحَلٍ نُطْقِ Okay. The author goes into another one which is called Al-Mantuq. Hey, Okay. What does Mantuq mean? Mantuq means utterance. Utterance. Ha! Ah, pay attention to this. You took a ruling from something because of what it said to you. The utterance. The, you took the ruling from the wordings. Straight from the wording. Like when Allah Taala said in the Quran, an example. Allah Taala said in the Quran, "Fala." Yeah. Allah Taala. What did He say? "Fala taqul." "Fala taqul lahu ma uffin." Okay, فَلَا uffin is referring to, of course, the mother and the father. Do not say to your parents, uff. So what is the ayah prohibiting? What is the ayah prohibiting? يَحْرُمُ التأفيف للوالدين صح? يَحْرُمُ التأفيف للوالدين. 
It's prohibiting to say uff to your mother. Yani that's what the ayah is saying. Are we all together? Am I making sense? Yeah? And you can't say uff to your mom. That's what I took from the ayah. فَلَا تَقُولَهُمَا أُفٍ إِذَنْ the مَنْطُوقَ The مَنْطُوقَ is what you take from the ayah directly. There is something called مَفْهُوم which the author is going to bring inshaAllah ta'ala. مَفْهُوم مَفْهُوم means what? مَفْهُوم means I've also the ayah said something to me directly which I took from which is you can't say uff to your mom. But there's also a mafhum. A mafhum is understood from the text. The ayah has told you indirectly. And how is that? If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, فَلَا تَقُلْ لَهُمَا أُفٍ Don't say uff to your mom. That means I can't beat up my mom. I can't hit her. But I can't hit her is not in the ayah. The ayah didn't say that. The ayah did not say don't hit your mom. The ayah just said don't say uff to her. Then uff is the lowest thing. If you can't do the lower thing, then the hitting of min babi al-awla. And this is called mafhum awla. Mafhum awla, they call it. If you can't say uff, you can't hear her of course. Or you can't shout at her. Are we all together? The issue of saying uff is mantuq. You take it from the uh, mantuq. And the issue of hitting that is called mafhum, which is the next one that the author rahimahullah mentioned. Um, the next one, which is called al mafhum. Am I making sense? Yeah. Am I making sense? Yeah? Is everybody with me so far? I'm making sense? Yeah, I'm making sense. Has the adhan gone off for Asr? Okay, we're going to stop here, inshallah ta'ala. We're going to resume the class at 4 o'clock. I'm going to go do wudu. I need to go to the toilet before the salah. 4 o'clock we resume, inshallah ta'ala. So we're going to the next one after the salah, inshallah ta'ala. I would advise you to write your questions down so we can, inshallah ta'ala, discuss it, inshallah ta'ala, okay? If you have any questions. At the ending, I will take it. Okay, we were talking about the way that the Quran and the Sunnah we can benefit and extract rulings from it. We said it's either a nas, which is explicit, clear, it has no other interpretation, or it's a dahir, it's apparent. And we said also al mantuq, mantuq is by way of utterance. Okay? And the mafhum is by way of understanding. You understand it from the text. It hasn't been mentioned in the text, but it's what you read, um, uh, what you understood from the text. Okay? It's mafhum. It comes from the word faham. Now, I need to mention something very important, inshallah ta'ala, that the Shaykh rahimahullah mentioned. Which what I'm going to do, inshallah ta'ala, here is, I'm going to do a little diagram. The diagram here is the ahkam So please pay attention If you have any questions you can just ask inshallah ta'ala The ahkam al Those two that the author Allah mentioned I want to I draw a diagram from it We have al-mantuq And we also had, we have the al-mafhum The mantuq is two types it's sarih. 
Okay? And it's also غير صريح. غير صريح. The صريح is two types. Okay? دلالة المطابقة and دلالة التضمن. Okay? And the غير الصريح is only one and it is دلالة الالتزام. دلالة الالتزام. The دلالة الالتزام is broken into three. We're not going to go into that right now. It's called دلالة اقتضاء دلالة الاقتضاء دلالة الإشارة and the third one is دلالة التنبيه والإيماء Okay. The mafhum is two types. Okay, the mafhum is what? Two types. Al muwafaqa Al mukhalafa. I'm going to explain it all in details inshallah ta'ala. Don't worry. The muwafaqa is the mukhalafa the muwafaqa is two types it's musawin and it is um awla the mukhalafa okay it's two types the mukhalafa Sifa and Shart. Are we all together? I want you to all understand this is the Mantuq and the Mafum, the author, Rahimullah, what he mentioned. The Dalalatul Mutabaka, Dalalatul Tabamun, and Dalalatul Iltizam, hold on to that. All of this, we're going to come to it at the end. We're going to come to it at the ending, the ending of today's class, inshallah ta'ala. Let's just go to the, the mafum. Okay, let's go to the, let's go to the mafum. Let's go to the mafum, which is this one, the mafum. The mafum is two types. And it's very easy, it looks scary. And you're like, oh, what did the teacher write? But don't worry, don't be scared. The mafhum is two types. We all understood what mafhum means, right? Everybody understands what mafhum means, right? When I explained it before. Mafhum is what we understood from the text without the text saying it to us. It never said it to us. Mafhum, okay, let me explain for you. Mafhum means if I say, if I say there's five people in one class, there's five people in a class, there's five people, and then I say, um, everybody was standing, five people, everyone came into the class, um, And I picked one student. So five students in the class. Everyone came into the classroom and they sat down. What I said was, Ahmed, stand up. Ahmed, stand up. Okay. What do we understand from what I said? What we understand is a mantuq and a mafum. The mantuq is... 
I instructed a student in the class called Ahmed to stand up. That's the mantuq, the statement and what I said. Correct? Yeah. Isn't that understood? That's clear, right? Ha. Mafhum is, the mafhum is, the other students remain in your seats. Don't get up. Stay in your seats. That's a mafhum. I never said that. But it's a mafhum. The other students, they understood that they must remain in their seats. Is that understood? Yeah. Does everyone understand the example now I gave? Is it, does it make sense? Crystal clear? That's called mafhum. And the mantuq is the direct speech. Direct speech. Okay. The mafhum is two types. The mafhum is two types. There's mafhumul muwafaqa and mafhumul mukhalafa. There's mafhumul muwafaqa and mafhumul al mukhalafa. What does it mean? There is a mafhum that goes in line with the understanding. It goes in line with it. I give it the mafhumul muwafaqa. It means the understanding is in accordance to it. It's the same. Give an example. Yani the, the mafhum is the same as the mantuq. The mafhum and the mantuq are together. They go in the same direction. Okay? With an example, it's going to become clear. And that's two types. The mafhumul muwafaqa, it means the mantuq, what was said, okay, what was said, and what was understood are together. They're going together. They're going in the right, they're going in the same direction. And that's in two ways. Either by musawin, they are equal, or awla, one is more befitting. What is more befitting? I'll give an example. Let's use the Ola first, and then I'm going to go for the Musawin. I gave you an ayah in the Quran where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he said, فَلَا تَقُلْ لَهُمَا أُفٍ Do not say uff to your mom. Okay? Pay attention. I am prohibited from harming my mom. This ayah, what it has said to me is, do not say oof to your mom. And do not say oof to your dad. Are we all together? Are we all together? I am not allowed to say oof to my mom, and I'm not allowed to say oof to my dad. That's the mantuq of the ayah. That is what the ayah is saying to you. Good. There's a mafum. There's a mafum. And the mafum here is, if I can't say oof to my mom, I can't hit my mom. I can't hit my mom. You see, the hitting was not mentioned in the ayah. The ayah chose oof. The ayah chose oof, which is the bare minimum. It's the bare minimum. So hitting is awla. It's called Mafumul Muafakati Aula. Are we all together? No. Good question. Asadullah asked a very good question. He said, Does every mantuq have a mafum? No, no, no. Some mantuqs do not have mafum. Are we all together? Some mantuq do not have mafum. No. Some of them don't accept mafum. Uh, that's another discussion. Like in a lot of the times, there are. Okay? Let, please let's understand this one. We have a mafum, an understanding that we took from, which is we can't hit our mom. We, are, we are understood that from the ayah. That understanding is called muwafaqa. 
it goes in line with the mantuk. How does it go in line with the mantuk? Because the mantuk is saying, don't say uf to your mom and don't hit your mom. Both of them, they go together because both of them is not harming your mom or not harming your dad. But one is more befitting than the other one. If you can't even say uf, then of course you can't hit your mom. That's awla. Are we all together? Now we're gonna give, I'm going to give an example of musawin equal. One is not befitting than the other one. Because now the hitting is you can't hit. It's more befitting that you don't hit. But I want to show you one that's the same. Are we all together? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he told us in the Qur'an, وَلَا تَأْكُلُوا أَمْوَالَكُمْ بَيْنَكُمْ بِالْبَاطِلِ وَلَا تَأْكُلُوا أَمْوَالَ الْيَتَامَ ظُلْمًا إِنَّمَا إِنَّ الَّذِينَ سَوْرَ إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يَأْكُلُونَ أَمْوَالَ الْيَتَامَ ظُلْمًا إِنَّمَا يَأْكُلُونَ فِي بُطُونِهِمْ نَارًا وَسَيَسْلَوْنَ سَعِيرًا Allah and he eats it. Just eats it. Vulman, oppression. Allah tells us subhanahu wa ta'ala that that person's final abode is going to be the hellfire. And then what I take from this ayah is that I am not allowed to, I am not allowed to uh, eat the wealth of the orphans. I'm not allowed to eat it. It's their wealth. I'm not allowed to touch it. There's a mafhum in the ayah. And the mafum is what? The mafum is, I can't also burn the wealth of the orphan. If someone says, the ayah said, don't eat their wealth, but I can burn it. We will say that. Burning it and eating it are the same. Musawin. Does that make sense? They're the same. So they take the same ruling. Am I making sense? Yeah. Make sense? That's called al-mafumul muwafaqati al which is musawin. Equal. Okay. Now we're gonna go into the second type of al-mafum. The second type. The second type is called al-mafumul mukhalafa. It's not muwafaqa, it's mukhalafa. The mantuk we are the opposite of it. The understanding here is the opposite of the mantuk. It's the opposite. It is what? It is the opposite. And that happens in two ways. The muwafaqa means they were going in the same way. The mukhalafa means the opposite. And it happens in two ways. Sifa, it's a description or a shart, a condition. Okay? Let me give you the sifa. The sifa. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He said in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what did He say? Ya ayu al-ladheena amanu. Okay, this is a good example. Ya ayu al-ladheena amanu, inja'akum fasiqun binaba'in fatabayyanu. Another qira'a says, fatathabbatu. That's another recitation. And one recitation says, فَتَبَيَّنُوا This ayah, Allah Ta'ala, He tells us, O oh, those of you who believe, إِنْ جَاءَكُمْ فَاسِقٌ If a fasiq person comes to you, what does he come to you? بِنَبَئٍ A news. فَتَبَيَّنُوا أَمَا فَتَثَبَّتُوا Verify. Then mantuq, the ayah's mantuq is the mantuq of the ayah is that if a, a transgressor, a criminal, comes to you with news, verify. He drinks khamar. He's a person who is uh, uh, he commits zina. He he, he eats riba. He tells you something, verify. Don't take it. 
The mafhum is what? The mafhum is what? This is the reverse understanding. The reverse understanding here is, is what? Is that if this person is reliable, he's not a fasiq, he's a sadiq, he's adil, just, just person, I don't need to verify. I'll take his word for it. I'll take his what? I'll take his word for it. Or I'll take her word for it. That's a sifa. Yani sifatul adil. He has the description and the characteristics and the attribute of justice. He's a just person. He's a noble person. He's a pious person. I don't need to verify. But that's the reverse understanding. How is it the reverse? Because the ayah said fasiq. The opposite to fasiq is adil. We're all together. So it's called mufumul mukhalafa. It's the opposite understanding. But that's a description. Description. The second type is mafumul mukhalafa, which is sharp condition. It's a condition. The ayah stipulated a condition. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran, وَإِن كُنَّ أُولَاتِ حَمْلٍ فَأَنْفِقُوا عَلَيْهِنَا وَإِن كُنَّ أُولَاتُ حَمْلٍ وَإِن كُنَّ أُولَاتِ حَمْلٍ فَأَنْفِقُوا عَلَيْهِنَا حَتَّى يَضَعْنَ حَمْلَهُنَا The ayah says, وَإِن كُنَّ If, if, it's a sharp, it's a condition, condition. وَإِن كُنَّ أُولَاتِ حَمْلٍ A man divorces a woman and she is pregnant if she is pregnant. If she is pregnant. فَأَنْفِقُوا عَلَيْهِنَّ Provide for them. Give them. A man divorces a wife. He divorces her two weeks into her pregnancy. She's two weeks pregnant and he divorces her. He has to provide for her until she gives birth. Until nine months, he still has to provide for her. And give money to her until she gives birth to that child. That's the mantuq of the ayah. That's what the ayah is saying. That is what's taken directly from the ayah. What about the opposite understanding? Which is what? If she's not pregnant. If she's not pregnant, that means I don't have to provide for her. I don't have to provide for her. I divorced a woman. I divorced a woman. And... And she's not pregnant. She counts her idda, and that's it, khalas. She just counts her idda. But what about if she's pregnant? No, 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 no. Nine months, you're going to provide for her. So the reverse understanding, the mafhumul mukhalafa, which is shart, is in kunna hamlin. If they are pregnant, that's what the ayah conditioned. That condition is absent. She's not pregnant. So I don't need to provide for her. I don't have to give her anything. When her idda finishes, whilst the woman is on her idda, the man has to provide for her. Okay, remember that, brothers. The idda finished. The idda finished, and the man gave her her wealth. He gave her the provision. After that, he doesn't have to provide for her. Okay, because of the mafhumul mukhalafa, the reverse understanding of the ayah is where the ruling is taken from. Does that make sense, everybody? Have I made sense? Yeah. Is what I'm saying crystal clear? So we gave Quranic examples for people to understand. Someone asked a question, Lola asked the question, what if we take it as if the fasiq tells, do not believe him, can it be opposite as well? I didn't understand that question. I didn't understand that question. If you could repeat your question again, inshallah ta'ala. Anyone else have any questions?
Correct. Sahih. User, correct. So even that, even that, even so even thought. Is that even? So even though. Huh. So even though the opposite is not mentioned, it is taken as understood. Naam sahih. Yes, this class will be on YouTube for you to watch later, inshallah ta'ala. Um, uh, is there any book in English with all this explanation, with examples? Not that I know of. Not that I know of. There might be, but not that I know of. Okay? Not that I know of. Okay, I have another class in two minutes, inshallah ta'ala. Bi'idhnillahi al-kareem. So I'm going to let you guys go. But there's, Sister Lola asked the question again. You said the opposite is when the pious comes, then there is no need to verify. Sah. That's correct. The opposite. Um, you said nah, the opposite is that if a righteous person comes to you, you don't need to verify. You don't need to verify. Yes, this class will be uploaded on YouTube, inshallah ta'ala. Yes, inshallah, it will be uploaded on YouTube. Um, any worthy books on, on sharah in this science? Yeah, there are many books. There are many books that explain. Um, there are many books. Uh, I would advise you, if you want this particular book that we're doing, there's a sharah online by Sheikh Sa'ad Nasir al-Shithri. Sheikh Sa'ad. Nasir al-Shitri has a nice explanation on it. I would encourage you to go to it, inshallah ta'ala. Okay? Uh, I'm going to leave you there, inshallah ta'ala. Anything I might have said that was wrong or incorrect is from me, shaitan, and Allah and his message are free from it. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik ashadu an la ilaha illallah astaghfiruka atubu ilayh.